0: Great stories, epic songs. Podplays.
1: If you enjoy the new and original music you discover in Podplays, be sure to stream or download these songs anywhere you currently get your music. Simply search the artist name Podplays, and please
0: remember to like, follow, and share with all your friends. Hey, I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you that if you want to be a fly on the wall in conversations you probably wouldn't be able to listen to otherwise, you really need to subscribe to The Marty Ray Project chats podcast marty ray and chris wallen chat with some of the most interesting people in entertainment from burt kreischer and vanilla to phase on love ddp dina carter herb dean they chat with some really interesting people this show is like potato chips i guarantee you, you can't just listen to one subscribe download rate and review the marty ray project chats wherever podcasts are heard. Welcome to the pod play, Daytona in December. Adapted from the screenplay by Dina Costner. Episode two of
2: two. Aunt Sally waves. Her southern drawl rings out. Sam, we're here, honey. Aunt Sally spreads her arms as she crosses the long hall. They clasp in a giant bear hug.
3: Oh, you're more handsome each time I see you. Makes me proud.
2: He shakes Chef Brad's hands. His two pay slips. Annie pulls a small piece of luggage behind her. She rolls her eyes as if to say, (laughs) nothing changes. Hey, guys. Come meet your new hostess. Ah, the hostess with the mostess. Lori steps from the shadows. Chef Brad ambles over.
4: Oh, I like a pretty woman. No, come here. I'm a hugger. Might teach you how to cook. Good food keeps a man coming back, you know.
2: A bit
5: chauvinistic but harmless.
2: Aunt Sally pats Sam's arm.
5: Oh, I had to come
2: see this fellow.
5: Mother, lay off. You're embarrassing him.
2: At the motel in the patio kitchen, Chef Brad chops vegetables, happy to be at work. Lori assists him. A cooking lesson is in progress. Miss Lily noodles on the piano while Jacob and Aunt Sally listen. Annie reads in a comfortable chair, ignoring everybody else. Well, we need a fourth for bridge. Marilyn loves to play bridge.
6: I thought she'd be on the plane with you. Oh, honey, she had a root canal. She had to cancel. Ah, the Reverend Lou arrives.
4: Does anyone know if Sam's coming to dinner or
7: not? Yeah, he's out of town. Where? Oh, not interested, huh? (laughs) Not at all.
2: Lori turns back to help Chef Brad amidst the cackles.
7: Mm, Don't
4: worry about it. Sam's got a full plate.
2: Lori comes out to meet Reverend Lou, who is wearing a leather jacket and holding his motorcycle helmet. You drove that
8: all the way from New York City?
2: Yep. Flew in on Gabriel's wings. I thought
1: that was you whizzing by.
2: I gave you a buzz. Sam and Reverend Lou hug. The Reverend tosses the keys toward Sam. Want to take them for a spin?
1: Ride doubles?
2: I don't have a helmet.
1: You can wear this one.
2: Then you don't have one. State
1: law says if you're over 18, you don't even have to use one. That's a bad law.
2: He picks up the helmet and hops on the bike. Lori frowns as he roars off. and he touches her shoulder.
5: He's okay. He's been driving Gabriel long before he had a license. So, what'd you do before this fell into your
8: lap? Law, I'm going back. I understand. You miss it. Truth is, I've been too busy to think about work. I just
5: retired from my big marketing firm, made you some consulting. <laughs> Everyone who retires, consults.
8: Hello? Who is this?
2: Uh, Marilyn Swan Is Sam there? I need him. He has to come get me.
8: I'll come get you. I'm in the city for a week. I'll fly out on Saturday. Will that work?
2: Bless you, darling. In the patio room, Chef Brad hosts the dinner table. Lori pours coffee. Hallelujah. Best meal I've had since I left here.
1: The soup kitchen leaves something to be desired in food, but not God's blessings.
6: I don't see why you stay there.
9: It's his mission, honey.
6: Don't honey me. My name's Lily.
7: Just like home, I had two sisters, and they fought all the time. Mother said I was the best, though.
6: Jewish mothers dote on their sons.
2: And
7: you're still sharp-tongued.
2: I'm not sure why I keep coming here, hear you chatter. Lori stops pouring coffee and frowns at their argument. Lily, why don't you bang the Ivories? Fourth of July, she played for the soup kitchen, and they loved it. He escorts her to the piano. Everyone takes their coffee mugs and moves to the comfortable chairs. Annie helps Lori clear the table as the first chords sound.
5: Ralph had a woman come in here each evening to clean up.
2: Yeah, Rainy
1: Jones. She likes to pick up the cash. We stay in touch. Ralph hired her when I worked with Joe
2: in the summers. You know how to clean up. (laughs) Not anymore. Annie sits next to her mother. Leaves Sam to help Lori And Lori rinses dishes. Sam dries a few they always so hard on each other?
1: It's their favorite entertainment, arguing, cheating at cards, and singing with Miss Lily.
2: Jacob said you were out of town. Yeah, I got back early. He flips his towel at Lori and heads to the door. She bites her lip with indecision and then leaves the dishes to air dry. Miss Lily breaks into an old love song. The whole group turns to watch them leave. All right, I'm taking bets. On how long until they're a couple? Chef Brad lifts the curtain to watch them, and then he turns back.
4: They're not holding hands.
2: Uh, Give them time. Out on the beach, Sam runs from the incoming tide. The water washes over Lori's feet. Don't you
8: like the music?
1: It's better now. As a teen, no. It's a time warp.
8: I didn't think I liked old people. But actually, they're sort of fun. And you're so good with them.
1: We used to argue. Other times, they dried my tears and fiercely defended me. Each one gave me a piece of philosophy.
8: I'm going back to New York in a few days. Marilyn's flying back with me. She called for you earlier.
1: She gave me my first real haircut. (laughs) And she taught me to shave.
8: (laughs) A
2: woman?
1: Yep. Of course, Ralph tried, but she took over. He was sweet on her. Nothing ever came of it.
2: They walk on to where the stairs lead over to the dunes and take a seat on the bottom step. Sam's arm hovers over Lori's shoulder to pull her closer. Buddy shakes his head, then drops his arm to the side. You
8: ever live in the city?
1: Sure. Joe had me at his elbow the last year of his life. I hated being away from the beach. I loved the sound of the waves and the smell of the salt air.
2: What kind of man was Joe?
1: The finest. What's
2: this, 20 questions? Miss Lily and Jacob appear at the top of the stairs, wrapped in blankets grinning down on them. It'll happen. Each air makes you frisky, remember? Miss Lily shivers and cuddles in. She looks up at him. Jacob plants a kiss right on her lips. They gaze into each other's eyes. Every minute. In the morning, Sam drives Lori to the Daytona International Airport.
1: Rainy Jones will be on the job tonight. You'll like her.
2: Okay. When I pick up Marilyn, how will I know it's her? She'll be wearing a moo-moo. You can bet on it. And she's got crazy hair. His truck stops. Lori slides out. Sam slides his hand across the seat.
1: Don't get mixed up by them city lights and forget your way back to the sea, Miss Turtle.
2: She slams the truck door, turns back to watch him speeding away. Back in New York, in the conference room, Lori sits across from Johnson. He holds a folder.
9: Lori, this is good material you've gathered. I'd like to go over it with you. In your first interview, you stated you wanted to be an active team member. Yes, sir. Well, it's time we moved you up. Let's look at your new office.
2: He stands and leads her into a large office with floor-to-ceiling windows that look across all of New York. (laughs)
9: <laughs> pretty impressive, huh? It's a thank you for the good work that you do.
2: Lori gazes around the office, unable to control a big grin. Johnson watches her as he sits at a small conference table set to one side. She joins him, and he spreads the papers out as they go through them. Lori shakes her head. I wouldn't go to court on what I found.
8: Joe's construction is in the clear.
9: So they've got a new owner. Maybe it's him.
8: No. I checked his records. He's clean. It's got to be one of their people,
2: I'm pretty sure. Here, look at this chart. Johnson eyes the paper, then pushes it aside.
9: Lori, this is a big client. He won't accept that one of his employees is cheating on him. Do some more snooping around, all right? I'm not a snoop. (laughs) What do you think got you this promotion? You're one of the best snoops in the business. I don't want to. I don't think you understand. This is your role in the firm, to find facts that support our clients. Work in your new office a while, see how it feels, and we'll talk later.
2: Lori sits alone, crosses her arms. This is what I'm hired to do? She goes back to the impressive desk. She whirls around in the expensive high back chair. Everything I wanted. Great office, great view,
8: except no respect. I'm the company's snoop.
2: Lori pulls the pins from her hair, tosses them in the trash can, combs her fingers through the curls, and then punches numbers into her cell phone.
6: Hey, you've reached Julie McMillan. I'm out closing a deal, but leave a detailed message and I'll get back to you. Cheers.
8: Julie, I'm sorry you didn't answer. Take the property off the market. I'm not selling.
2: She stands, glances around the room, Then out the window. She stops, then walks forward to really examine the city below her. A building under construction waves a banner. Joe's construction! Lori taps the window. That's the building under investigation. She picks up her phone and dials Sam's number.
1: Yellow? You okay?
2: Yeah. We need to talk.
1: I can't talk now. I gotta get back to a meeting. I'll
8: call. Uh, I'll be home tomorrow. It can wait.
10: This is a beautiful dream But it's not mine I'm feeling like I should leave This all behind my heart says go, and my mind tells me stay. But I'm overruling myself too.
2: walks down to Tom's receptionist and asks for Tom. The receptionist tells her that he's at a closing and gives her an address to find him. Lori arrives at the expensive high rise, double checks the apartment number. She barely touches the door to knock. The apartment door swings open. Lori hesitates, then steps in. In the living room, a man's jacket hangs over a chair. A woman's blue jacket and blouse are flung to one side and lay crumpled on the floor. A half-open French door leads to a balcony where Lori sees Tom holding Julie in an embrace. Lori gasps and she backs out. She trips on a navy stiletto. Grabbing it, she quietly backs out of the apartment. Out on the street, she waves the shoe to flag a cab. A taxi pulls to the curb and she hops in. In the back seat, Lori holds the shoe with disbelief and bewilderment. Her fingers trace a slight scratch on the heel. She remembers the stilettos Julie had on when they met at the motel. Infuriated, she flings the shoe out the window. At the apartment, Tom enters the living room and notices that the door is wide open. Quickly closes it and twists the lock. Julie appears.
6: Mm, We should do this more often. You making a drink?
0: Care for one?
6: No, I have to get out of here soon.
0: How's our Florida friend?
6: She's got a man hanging around who could squelch the whole deal. How so? He knows the value of the land. A big guy in construction.
0: So buy him off.
6: We got someone trying.
0: Are you interested in him?
6: Nah, not my type.
0: Good looking with bucks. What'd he do? Drop you?
6: (laughs) Whatever, Tom.
0: I still don't think it's smart for you to be up in New York.
6: You might need me. Something could go wrong.
0: Lori can't see us together, or the whole plan is shot.
6: I'm just warning you. He's
0: dangerous. Game's on. She'll want the money. She's not dumb.
2: Julie hunts around the room for her shoes, but she can only find one. She looks under the sofa for the other. I'm missing a shoe! Back in her office, Lori clicks through files on her computer and articles on the Internet. Pages spew from the printer. She gathers the pages up and smiles to herself. Then she leaves and prepares for the company Christmas party later that evening. Lori enters the ballroom into a sea of people. She bought a new gorgeous dress to go with her new tan from the beach. Her hair falls all around her shoulders. At the bar, Tom and Julie are talking.
6: And I hated it. Oh, oh, she just walked in.
0: Doesn't even look like the same woman.
2: This
6: deal is not wrapped up yet. You've got your work cut out to convince her.
2: Tom gives her a low bow before sauntering toward Lori. He picks up an extra champagne glass from a passing butler.
0: Whoa, the sun agrees with you, beautiful.
2: He hands Lori a glass of champagne and leans in to wrap his arm around her shoulder. She steps outside of his reach.
0: Hey, aren't you glad to see an old friend?
2: I was doing some research
8: today. Guess what I found? You and Julie used to work at the same real estate firm.
0: I told you that. Worked my way through law school selling condos.
8: I thought you were an unbiased party and would give me good advice.
0: It's nothing to me what you do with the property.
2: Again, he tries to slide his arm around her. Again, she sidesteps him. I've decided. To stay in Florida.
0: Why?
8: Sand's in my shoes.
0: Sand?
8: You know what I also found today?
0: That dress, you look fantastic.
8: My land has lots of value. It's not underrated like Julie told me.
0: Good for you, more money.
8: But what's more disturbing is that I got into the company telephone records. I have a trace on all the calls Julie made to you and you made to her. Back before Cunningham told me about the motel, plus all your calls since. It points to more than coincidence.
0: You sound like you're cross-examining me. I don't like that.
8: I found enough to know that you aren't my friend and she isn't my realtor.
0: That doesn't prove anything.
8: I'm not selling.
0: That's crazy. You'll lose millions.
8: The only thing I don't know is this. What's your cut on those millions?
0: You've got the facts wrong.
8: If you don't want trouble, then stay out of my business.
2: With a quick nod, she strides from the room. He scowls as she leaves. Julie comes over, her face flames with anger. Her cell in hand, she shakes the phone in his face. You are not as hot as you think.
0: Let me guess, she's not selling?
6: <laughs> we'll see.
2: The next morning, after meeting up at the airport, Lori sits on the plane by Marilyn, who wears a bright pink moo-moo. Her hair dyed to match. She squeezes Lori's hand. I'm scared to fly alone. I might die with no one with me. Sam's the closest I've ever come to a son, Uh, uh, being as how Ralph considered him one. We'll be fine. Tell me about Sam. He was a cutie pie. So hungry for attention and love. He absorbed the best we each had to give. Made him a fine man. Wanna hear more? Oh, yes. Oh, let's start with Sam's mother, Nell Cross. Well, she let a small bag of clothes on Ralph's doorstep and disappeared. Ralph tried to trace her for Sam, but uh, found nothing. She never came back. Well, here's the deal. Sam's had his share a woman. Oh, but he's got some crazy idea he can't settle down until he knows what's happened to his mother. Just like Ralph, he's got a code of honor. Lori and Sam sit on the beach steps. The evening tide washing up on the sand below them. You were right on. Tom and Julie can act. That's where this story gets funny. Her words float in the wind as she fills Sam in on everything that happened in New York.
1: You finding them together have anything to do with you staying here?
2: No. I face
8: the truth. If I stayed in New York, I would become someone I didn't want to be. I had changed too much for that. I called Julie. She didn't answer herself. So I decided to find Tom and tell him.
1: You like this Tom guy?
8: I thought he was a trusted colleague. shows what a judge of character I am. I thought he was unbiased and you a drunken beach bum. An environmentally conscious
2: drunken beach bum.
1: Hey, I- I've been nothing but honest with you.
2: Hand in hand, they sauntered toward the shore. At the kitchen table, Lori, Jacob, and Sam examined the architectural plans. Jacob jots down a
7: list of figures. It's going to be a challenge. You'll have to increase your guest stays by 25%. Not just what you have, but the new units too. Selling out makes you rich instantly.
1: You think I should sell? Staying is a major commitment of time and money. It's a whole new career path.
8: If construction starts in April, can it be ready for next season?
2: Oh, it'll be ready. The door swings open. Julie marches in.
8: So, I should have known you
6: two were hanging out together.
2: And your point is?
6: My point is I'm taking your little girlfriend to court. And? And you can help her avoid an ugly scene by talking her into honoring her contract. You'll lose. You can't bluff me.
8: No bluff. I revoked that contract. It's done all the time. Sam, you need to tell her how the big world works. I've got telephone records that prove collusion between
6: you and Tom. You can't prove a thing but jealousy. Reality is, you don't need a lawsuit while trying to save a dying business. Get my drift?
1: Well, I'm the next guest speaker at the Chamber Breakfast. I'm looking for a humorous story with local color. And I think I found one. There was a fancy real estate lady who visited a New York lawyer's apartment. Seems she undressed in a hurry and lost one of her shoes. A Navy one, the story goes. Ended up in a gutter. The shoe, that is.
6: You wouldn't dare.
1: It's a funny story. The local boys would love it.
6: That's a dirty ball.
1: No, that's hard ball. Get my drift?
6: Look, Lori, I asked if you wanted to sell, and you said yes. I spent time and money putting a bid package out there. I've got companies waiting. You can't tell me no go.
8: Contracts can be broken. You gave your word. That means more than ink. Well, I reconsidered my options and decided to stay. Well, I'll see you in court. I can always revoke an offer
6: to sell. I'm not scared. You don't know what collusion is. How about his secret meetings with Cunningham? His prize, a waterfront condo on the top floor.
1: I didn't bite on that bait.
6: Says who? This, Mr. Sam Cross, is hardball. Watch him, Lori. He holds your hand by night and Cunningham's by day. Try his phone records.
2: Lori swings towards Sam with a questioning stare. Julie flips out the door, lets it bang behind her. Lori swings back to Sam. Cunningham?
1: He approached me about a build out on the property when it sold, long before you came. Top floor condo if I pushed you into a sale.
8: Why didn't you tell me?
1: I didn't even know you at that time. I turned it down. You need to trust me.
8: Who says I don't?
1: Your own computer. You broke through two firewalls when you investigated this company.
8: How do you know that?
1: Think bells don't go off when you hit those numbers? I told you to trust me, but oh no, you kept looking and found nothing.
8: Why didn't you tell me?
1: Company rules. First, I had to find out who was looking. And you did? I traced the link to that bedroom of yours, then to the law firm in New York. You may be innocent, but this is nasty business.
8: You're so sneaky about things.
1: Me? Sneaky? (laughs)
8: You didn't tell me who you really were, letting me think you were a moonlighting beach bum. (laughs) Hardly.
1: You never asked me what I did every day.
8: You make money either way, whether you're building for me or them.
1: This has never been about money.
2: Then what is it about? Sam clams up. He turns to stare out the window. She stomps toward the door, turns back, sails an envelope in his direction. It falls short and lands on the floor.
8: I'll sell the motel without any help from you. I don't need a realtor, and I sure don't need you or a Cunningham lawyer.
2: She runs from the room and the door slams behind her. Struggling to stand, Jacob shakes his head. Ah, oh, son, you're a big schmuckest buckus Yep. The group gathers around the table for dinner. Sam's chair is empty. Marilyn looks up. What's Sam? He's doing his penance. Eating whoppers. What odds are you giving now? Jacob looks at Lori as she pushes back from the table. I'm going with 8-1. to
4: I'll take that bet.
2: Lori leaves the room. Everybody's eyes follow her. Hmm, doesn't look good. Oh, it was nasty. Here, here's how it went down. From the group come oohs and ahs, frowns and laughs. At the open beach bar, Sam holds a beer mug. In front of him, the remains of a burger. Earl, the bartender, signals, does he want another one? Sam shakes his head and downs his beer. Nell, a tall woman with bleached red hair, runs the cash register. Sam watches her before moving her direction. She takes his cash without really looking at him.
1: Nell Cross, remember me? (gasps) Sam?
2: Oh my
11: gosh. Is that you?
2: Can we talk? Someplace quiet? Nell unties her apron. I need a break, Earl. Earl waves, keeps on pouring drinks. Sam and Nell walk out onto the boardwalk and lean against a railing. It looks like you made it, baby. One in a thousand.
11: Yeah, you must hate me.
1: No, I don't hate you. I love you.
11: I was gonna send for you, you know, when, when things got good, um, but you were grown before they did. I'd just have been a burden. Never. I cried a lot of nights, wishing it had been different. Sam hugs her shoulder. She motions toward the bar. Uh, Yeah, Earl in there. We hooked up about seven years ago. He owns a place.
1: I can take care of you now.
11: I'm okay here. You got a chance in life. It wasn't easy leaving you.
1: It wasn't easy having you go.
11: I was, like, barely surviving.
1: How'd you know I survived?
11: Rainy? We came up together. She'd go by Ralph's for extra work and hear about you. That She even sent me a picture of you graduating.
1: Come back with me.
11: No, I'm settled here. I'd, I'd just be in the way, really.
1: No, I've always got a
2: place for you. Nell studies him. She lifts her hand to stroke his cheek.
11: Your dad must have had some good blood, seeing as how you turned out so darn good.
1: You know who my dad is?
11: Well, I never was sure until now, but you're a spitting image. All I can tell you is his name was Sam. His friend stopped by the bar after you were born. He
2: said he died in a car wreck. Nell glances toward the bar. In the doorway, Earl watches.
11: Well, I gotta go.
2: Come and meet Earl. He's good. He treats me right. She reaches out for Sam's hand. He crushes her to him for a big bear hug.
1: Mom, another
2: time. Out on the pier, Reverend Lou holds up an urn. The old-timers, including Sam and Lori, are huddled around him. The Reverend Lou makes the sign of the cross over the urn. Our friend Joe died in the faith. We know his spirit is with you. For the love expressed
1: to each one of us, dear Father, we give back our friend Ralph, a finer friend or father no one could find. We give back his body knowing his spirit rests with you. Amen.
2: Sam takes the urn and offers it to Marilyn, and then Laurie. Both shake their heads. He opens the urn and releases the ashes into the water. Marilyn leans against Lori and then reaches out for Sam. She sobs in his arms. He wipes a tear from his cheek. Miss Lily holds out a long stem white rose and begins to sing. Each person throws their roses on the water and joins the singing. Should all
3: acquaintance be
0: We'll return to the pod play Daytona in December in 60 seconds. We now return to the pod play entitled Daytona in December.
2: In the motel kitchen, Lori makes coffee. Muffins and bagels sit in the center of the table. Sam strides in. Both eye each other. Christmas
1: Eve gift. What? Old Southern custom. First one to say it
2: gets a gift. Jacob digs in his trousers for a coin, which he flips over.
7: Eh, he always wins. Twenty years were tired, and I still dress for work. I like it here because there's work to do.
5: I'm still on work time. I've been thinking about filling your motel. Yes, I- I'd love to hear your ideas. Which months are the slow ones? May into summer,
8: fall of the year. You need some new markets. How about honeymooners? I like that. The rooms aren't suited to families, but couples might work. Small, intimate complex. You could have breakfast baskets delivered. At night, you could
5: deliver champagne with chocolates. You could even advertise in bridal magazines.
2: Maybe change the motel name? A new name will help with marketing. That evening, Chef Brad refills champagne glasses. Marilyn's in a bright green moo-moo with Christmas lights twinkling. Her hair matches. But she has a sad smile. Lori sets the table for the brunch buffet. Each time Sam approaches, she avoids him.
12: Hey, you could at least let me explain.
2: Silence. Every eye examines them. Every breath held. Lori turns her back and hisses. I trusted you. Not really. Lori's eyes fail to meet his. She walks to the other side of the room with a fake smile. He scowls at her. Whispers run through the room. Miss Lily plays Christmas music softly. Jacob sits by her. Chef Brad refills Marilyn's glass. She tries to get his attention, but he moves to pour Annie another glass. Jacob stands holding onto the edge of the piano. On his head, a yarmulke, and around his shoulders, a prayer shawl. He clears his throat for attention and the room quietens. He lights the Hanukkah Menorah candle, and then three outer candles from left center. The candles burn softly. They're the only light. Quiet and peace take over the group. Miss Lily plays Silent Night, softly. Sam plugs the tree in, and it springs to life. A star glows while Reverend Lou begins to speak. For the light that guides us still, we thank you, Father. Amen. Chef Brad pours champagne once more around the room. They gather around the piano for carols. Marilyn tries to get up but falls back into her wheelchair. She tips the glass and licks the last drop out. She watches the group. Feeling alone, she wipes back tears. Stop it! Her cane crashes against the floor. Everyone hushes and stares at her. She tries to stand but can't. Her words, a little slurred. Oh, Lily, don't you know you're old? Miss Lily takes her hand from the keys, folds them, and nods. Laughing Jacob, all these years, what's it got you but loneliness? His dead mother can't disown him now for marrying a Gentile. Jacob's head snaps up. Miss Lily draws in her breath. And your fine Catholic priests won't excommunicate you for it, neither. Times have changed. Miss Lily bows her head and tears begin to fall. Marilyn takes in each member of the group. Her eyes fall at last on Sam and Lori. It's too late for me and Ralph now. But the rest of you, you can live now. Life doesn't get no better. I'm sure Marilyn didn't mean anything. Don't try to speak for me, sonny. We all remember when you were falling down. Well, you know, a little too much. Mm-hmm. Tip it, That tip it. pious wife of yours just ran out and left Ralph to get you to the AA. Oh, Marilyn, you're being unkind. And you... Well, you're soft on him. We all know that. He can see you for the guilt. Marilyn points back at Reverend Lou. Look at your hair. What's up? She need a haircut. Chef Brad holds up the champagne bottle.
4: Could I get you some more, Miss Pinky?
2: I'm not fat. I'm boned. And look at your hair. It's fake. He puts the bottle down and walks from the room with dignity. At this rate,
5: there won't be many of us left.
2: Oh, it's okay. Hush, dearie. Annie, untie the apron strings Could mommy tell you when to speak? What is say? Where to go? Annie sits back and laughs. Her mother dissolves into tears. <laughs> Marilyn raises her arms toward heaven.
12: Rove!
2: Rove! Rove! She shakes and lowers her head. Sam holds her hands. He tries to calm her before pushing the wheelchair. And you, young man, quit grieving over our mother who walked out. Her arms wave over the whole group. Sam freezes and then cocks his head as he nods his agreement. The others nod also. Move on with your life! Marilyn's gaze sweeps to where Lori stands by the piano. Sam would never hurt anyone, even Sam. Silly turtles. Well, he's perfect. Lori's eyes meet his in frank appraisal. Her frown, well, it breaks into a grin.
3: All I can offer you is one man's opinion, but I've done me some living now, and it's taught me one thing, what you're banking on, sure enough, gonna change.
2: Inside, Lori sits at the top step, studying the darkened beach. She wraps her arms tightly around her body. Waves are crashing in, and clouds are passing over the few stars above. When Sam walks up.
1: Hey, you. I thought I might find you here.
8: What got into Marilyn?
1: Alcohol and loneliness. Ralph doted on her.
2: I may not have any guests left. Walk with me. They go down the beach their silhouettes visible on the same. Tell me about Cunningham.
1: He promised me the whole project, if the sale went through. And? And nothing. I wouldn't do that to you.
8: I wanted to tell you that a legal case was pending against your company for skimming money off the top, but I was ordered not to.
1: I understand. Their contract and billing heads falsified records.
8: Two people involved? I discovered one, never found the second person.
1: Joe's lawyers are on top of it. I kept wondering when you were going to tell me you were the online snoop.
8: You always knew?
1: My lawyer's got my back. Are
8: you angry with me?
1: It's okay, Miss Turtle. I have nothing to hide. You needed to find that out. This needs to be what you want. No outside influences. Not even mine.
2: Christmas morning, and the group gathers around the Christmas tree with coffee mugs. Gifts are spilling out from under the twinkling tree, and Sam stands up.
1: Marilyn would like to go first.
2: She struggles to stand. Wearing a soft pink moo-moo, her hair matches. She has a little halo resting in her hair. Chef Brad clears his throat, touches his bald head.
4: Wait, no toupee. What do you think? Rather sexy.
2: Everyone laughs. Chef Brad winks at Marilyn.
4: I put the silly thing on and didn't know how to get it off.
2: Darlings, I was plastered last night. My gift's candy, so let the sugar sweeten the bitter. Sam passes candy boxes around as she sits back down. The Reverend Lou stands. Truth hurts. I got angry, but I need a haircut. Got your shears, Marilyn? She waves them out of a large bag. He moves his chair next to hers, and she combs his hair for a cut. Jacob stands next. He pulls out envelopes and passes them around.
7: Hey, you know me. Same old gift, money. Old oh, money. <laughs> That's the best coin. Listen, I've got an announcement. Miss Lily graciously accepted my proposal of marriage. Since we're short on the stick, the wedding's this week. Lori, I'll be moving into her room. Put the vacancy sign up. I'm not paying for an extra room.
5: (laughs) Time for our gift. Vests for the men, shawls for the ladies.
2: Mother knitted them. They open the presents and try on the wraps and vests.
5: I've got an
2: announcement.
5: Sam's helping me find a condo. I'm going to start my own PR firm in Daytona.
2: Annie reaches for her mother's hand, who smiles through her tears. (laughs) She has my blessings. We talked most of the night. (laughs) Everyone claps. Rainy Jones pours coffee and then returns to sweep up the cut hair. Chef Brad goes back to the kitchen area.
1: Well, my gifts can't top that, but it's perfume for you ladies. Gentlemen, you get cologne.
2: Sam hands them out with hugs from the recipients. Lori stands. Her arms are filled with gifts.
4: Wait. No matter what choice you make... The best gift this Christmas has been being here once again. Back home, no one needs us, but here we matter. Thanks, Ralph, for the season. And thank you, Lori, for making it special. I love the hot
2: muffins. Sam smiles across the clutter of Christmas paper. Lori drops her gifts as she wipes a tear. My gifts?
8: You're going to need to keep for years. I'm keeping the inn open.
2: woo bee! Uh Aha, bets on. Gifts are torn into. Large beach towels are unfolded. Each towel matches the recipient. Sam holds his towel up. A large turtle. Sam nods over the boxes and people at Laurie. She grins back. Their laugh doesn't go unnoticed by Jacob. Jacob snaps his money towel in the air.
4: I'm winning! My gift to you all, a Christmas brunch.
2: The breakfast table glows with candles. After the eventful morning, Lori and Sam walk along the shoreline.
1: Miss Turtle, I've got a gift for you.
2: He reaches into his pocket for a jeweler's box, opens it. A turtle charm, studded in diamonds, dangles from a chain. Sam fastens it around her neck. Am I a sea or a land turtle?
1: Definitely land. You hiss.
2: (laughs) Sam pulls on her jacket.
1: You have a shell. Turtles shouldn't cross roads, but they do. Deciding to keep the motel...
8: Took me a long time. Thanks for not pushing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That first evening, asking if I drink on the job. Do you pay me to walk on the beach?
8: (laughs) You've taught me so much. I owe you, big time.
1: No, I owe you. How so? My mother. I found her.
2: He looks out to sea. The whitecaps are visible on the surf.
1: As a child, I felt responsible. It didn't matter what Ralph said. As an adult, I knew I wasn't, but I needed to know she was okay. I was a turtle too, stuck in the middle of the road over her. Hmm.
2: I thought of a name for the end. Turtles landing.
1: Oh, turtles landing. I like it.
2: They sit side by side on the steps leaning against each other.
1: You ever see the sun come up?
2: I don't think so. Lori stands with Sam to look at the dark horizon. And then she swings in his direction. Suppose I had left. Would you have bought this place?
1: Nope. I'd follow you to New York.
8: (laughs) You hate the city.
1: Yeah. But I love you more. And our turtle days are over.
0: This has been the pod play Daytona in December. Episode 2 of 2, adapted from the screenplay written by Dina Costner. If you've enjoyed the new and original music you've heard in this Podplay, you can stream or download these songs anywhere, anytime, from wherever you get your music. Or simply visit Podplays.com for the songs, more Podplays containing more original music and entertaining bonus content. Search for the free Podplays app in the App Store now. Hey, I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you that if you want to be a fly on the wall in conversations you probably wouldn't be able to listen to otherwise, you really need to subscribe to The Marty Ray Project chats podcast marty ray and chris wallen chat with some of the most interesting people in entertainment from Burt Kreischer and vanilla to phase on love ddp dina carter herb dean they chat with some really interesting people this show is like potato chips i guarantee you, you can't just listen to one subscribe download rate and review the marty ray project chats wherever podcasts are heard great stories epic songs Podplays.
1: If you enjoy the new and original music you discover in Podplays, be sure to stream or download these songs anywhere you currently get your music. Simply search the artist name Podplays and please remember to like,
12: follow and share with all your friends.